0: Enchilada podcast. I'm your host, Rick Paulton. Here, are my co-host Ryan Emmett. How you doing, Ryan?
1: Good evening, sir. How are you? I am well.
0: I am doing fantastic. Okay, so we have the the interview with uh, Bob Heckman, the director for Victim No More, and we're gonna finally review his movie today. The interview was up on the Facebook page. Whole damn enchilada with "damn" spelled wrong without the "n." If you're not on there, get on there. Uh, check out the interview. Tell us how we did with that. It was uh, we couldn't get the we couldn't figure out how to get it to record to the podcast software, so we had to try it this way, and uh, so uh, we're going to get better with this technology shit, we'll figure some shit out and get it together, I I had a a way where I could, like I did with you that one time, brought him in through Spotify, but he couldn't figure out how to get his mic to work on his Uh end through that, and he knew how to do it with the Facebook, so it was a whole back and forth thing, and we finally got it together did the interview, and it was a little bit better, I think, doing it with video. So I didn't step on him, like every time, and vice versa. You know, I could tell when he's talking. I could pause and shit. So that was cool. So, but yeah, it was really good talking to Bob. Um, and, and uh, yeah, so we're gonna talk about his movie today, uh, "Victim No More." I think he released this in two thousand twenty-two. Is that correct? That's right. All right. Not even a year old. Probably. Not even a year old. You can watch that for free on YouTube. That's right. So go there, subscribe to his page on there, watch his movie. You won't be disappointed. I've seen a lot of these fan films, and most of them (laughs) not so good. Most of them are just guys that decide that they got an iPhone and they can hit record and just record nonsense. And hey, that sounds sounds like us. (laughs) Hey, hey, we're not making movies though.
1: (laughs) I mean, maybe maybe if we didn't look the way we did, we would uh, do video. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt, no
0: doubt. I got a face for for radio. That's That's for sure. So. Um. So yeah. So the movie. Uh, so what? What you? What you think about the movie?
1: What did I think about the movie? I actually. I want to do my run through like I normally do. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to spoil it. All right. So I'm going to spoil the whole movie, but I'm going to do it bit by bit. Because bit by bit. <laughs> you know it's back to it's back to Friday the Thirteenth. So I'm I'm going to break it down scene by scene, like with Friday films. I, I've come to the realization for for that series, and and this is closely enough related. I'm gonna do it that way, for things that aren't yeah. Friday the Thirteenth. We'll do it the way we did Leslie Vernon. Yeah, enough. That, that
0: works. It works. Yeah,
1: I'll give any Friday stuff because that is our favorite franchise. Yes, I'll give it the proper respect. There you go. Whether I like it or I don't like it, and there's some Friday the Thirteenth films that I don't fucking like, <laughs> but I'm still we'll get to. gonna give them the proper respect when when it's when it's due. So all right, but yeah, jumping. So right without into
0: further it, to do
1: jumping right into it this is our review for a victim no more directed by bob heckman released in 2022 and like rick said check it out on youtube it's just about 40 minutes on the dot so you could watch that thing three times in two hours yeah
0: it it goes pretty quick it's it's a good little you you got some time to kill throw that thing on there And I really thought he did a real, real good job with the... He took it very serious, I mean, with the production. I I was certain that he had directed other things before, but he hasn't.
1: No, and that's that's one of the first points I'm going to make is actually the production. You know, we start with the opening credits, or what we think are the opening credits. It really just turns into an opening montage before the credits. And it's a bunch of daytime shots of my favorite city in the world. There you go. it's New York, and we hear the song "City Lights" by Mike McGrainer as the uh, opening song, mm-hmm. and the music goes with the shots in New York City, but neither feel like a horror Friday the Thirteenth kind of thing. I think it was an interesting choice.
0: Yeah, it felt like an eighty an eighties movie, you know. Kind I mean, of, yeah. It, it, it was, um, and um, that was one of the questions I had for Bob. Um, did all of the artists on the on the movie, all the music? was friends of his that had been in the music industry and he got permission to use their music in it they got, they, they got exposure out of it he got good music out of it I really did like the soundtrack I thought it fit well with the movie
1: I'm, I'm only going to name two of the songs mm-hmm. by the artist and title and that's one of them I am going to name another one and actually talk about it a little bit later another mm-hmm. a different tune uh, this this opening song I went and I went and I listened to all these songs in their entirety on different mediums. Okay, cool. So just to like absorb them and check them out. This tune was pretty cool. There's another one I like a lot better later, but right. we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. So and before this montage ends, right towards the tail end of it, right before the actual first scene, we actually get the uh, classic Alfred Hitchcock style director's cameo.
0: Oh, yeah, you noticed yeah, them. Yeah, Walking out of the, 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 on the street side the of the Lions building, yeah.
1: On West 79th Street, my favorite neighborhood in New York City, the Upper West Side, baby. See, and I didn't know all of that. but Well, I physically have walked right under that awning before. <laughs> there you go. I know you haven't, so, yeah, I knew exactly where the Lions was. I was right, yeah, like, no, hey. I, I
0: caught I I Bobby there. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm pretty sure that's on 79th Street, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. So, that's about as far north as I really go. Actually, no, no, I go up to like 83rd, right. but anyway... That's I could talk about New York all day. That's not the subject at hand. <laughs> so anyway, here comes our opening scene. And we meet Robbie, played by Hans Paul Hendrickson, and Dr. Cynthia Romero, played by Jill Whitlow, who was Cynthia, same character name, in Night of the Creeps.
0: Yes, yes, yeah. she was from Night of the Creeps.
1: And basically, she is Robbie's psychologist mm-hmm. kind of thing, and he's talking to her. And the first thing I noticed is Robbie's wearing a blue Oyster Bar shirt. And I am a huge fan of the Police Academy movies, so it just really stood out to me that he's wearing a blue oyster bar shirt.
0: I think I want to say uh, Bobby is as well, obviously, yeah. because he, he have didn't be he a... have the the VHSs in the background when we were talking about old movies. There, uh-huh. the, that's I think that's what he they had were, the Police Academy VHS. Oh, I was kind of looking away, and I haven't watched it back yet, but I think that's what it was. I will double check that. I but watched it, the interview you did with <laughs> Bob,
1: and I decided. You know for stuff like that if we're going to interview people before you remove that yeah, review their movies I'm going to stay out of that yeah so I can go into it with a more unbiased right right. And, line. and
0: for the way we're doing this it right. ends up being better
1: yeah that I'll leave that stuff to you now mm-hmm. if we we're him after absolutely I get mm-hmm. in on that but you know yeah time time was sure. real hard
0: to get together and that just Tuesday at noon and <laughs> that's I the was best we could do busting my ass at work when there you interview you go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah the blue oyster bar shirt really stood out and Again, that's a nice little.
0: Oh yeah, the blue oyster part. That was the, the scene da, da, the da, da, yeah, da, da, the bad people scene. Yeah, 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 I, I remember yeah. now. Part was that part one, right?
1: That it's part one, two, three, four. Oh, it's in all of them. Uh, I think the first four. Oh wow, I, I
0: I did not know that. Yeah, it's the first four. Cause <laughs> five was in
1: Miami Beach, yeah. so it didn't happen there, and I don't Great I don't remember if they brought it back. They're and, so
0: bad, but they're so good. Well, the
1: first police academy is <laughs> actually pretty damn good. The rest of them are just funny and enjoyable. Yeah. First one. Only one rated R, by the way. Mm. Second one, only one rated PG-13 from right on PG thirteen. For the rest of the PG. Yeah. There you go. But anyway, <laughs> we're like barely getting into this. Yeah, one we're off we're track. All on, a, <laughs> on a tangent of pleasing <laughs> at me. So Robbie tells his therapist that he wants to take a trip to Crystal Lake to try and help his mother overcome her trauma, I guess by living vicariously through him in a way.
0: Well, I think his goal at that point was to show, hey, nothing's wrong here. Sure. Everything's over. Life is okay. You don't have to be worried about Jason anymore.
1: You know, and, and right away, I do notice the production value is excellent in this film. Yeah. Right in the office, like interiors are hard to shoot, especially with no money and mm-hmm. not a huge budget. Interiors are, are sometimes tougher than exteriors to shoot. Yeah, and it look, the, the picture looks great for a fan film. Oh yeah, yeah. it was really really impressive, and the sound is great too. Mm-hmm. So um, right away, it actually kind of feels like a studio. Film, it really does, at the beginning anyway. So once that scene ends, we actually get the opening credits, and you know we hear some familiar music. <laughs> I won't say I won't say the name, <laughs> he, obviously not credited. <laughs> no, no. He, oh, he's credited. credited, he credited but, him, oh.
0: but he didn't. Um, he he he. he, uh, he yeah, Harry's cool with that. He, he uh, other fan films have actually gotten Harry to write new music for the oh, films, and he didn't. Uh, he didn't do that. Yeah, I was told him like yeah, like I'm certain Harry wouldn't give a shit.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. We're gonna actually talk more about Harry actually next week. I have a feeling. Okay. I have a feeling it's gonna right. happen. Right. We'll, we'll talk about that privately later. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> and right after the opening credits, I just say, "Yay, Blair's Town!" There's Blair's Town. Oh yeah, There's it was there. beautiful. And I think we're going to talk a lot more about Blairstown next week too. If you catch you my go. drift, okay, <laughs> because that kind of ties into the whole Harry thing. But yes, we we were in Blairstown last year, uh, right around this time. Next week will next be the we, one year anniversary, we'll be the year anniversary of our pilgrimage.
0: Which is why I wanted to, to the Holy Land. Bring yeah, oh, yeah, actually. yeah. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I'm fine. I'm picking up what you laying yeah, down.
1: That's right. <laughs> so we see everything, the beautiful waterfall that I'm so still surprised they didn't use in the OG Friday the 13th because that shot of Annie coming across the thing right at the beginning it's like they're shooting it from there. Mm-hmm. But they didn't use that. I think they should have. But what? Yeah. But uh, but Bobby did, right? Yes, he did. Yeah. He opened on that and then panned towards the bridge where we see Robbie walk up. Mm-hmm. So the same footbridge Annie walks across exactly. in her opening scene. And Such a beautiful little town. Again, not to get off track, but I actually watched uh, the OG Friday the 13th this past Thursday night. Okay. Like, with a friend of mine uh, who's close to our age who'd never seen it. Wow. Yeah, and that was, it was so fun. Like, yeah, Like, watching bet. her react to it, you know. It was really cool. It's cool. So, and then we get this odd little nonverbal exchange with, there's a girl modeling on the steps. And her and Robbie kind of have this thing going on, and then the photographer girl seems kind of annoyed by the whole thing. Just <laughs> her expressions, just like, Ugh.
0: And she, she was a man, I can't remember. We t- we talked about her in the interview. Yeah, you she did. She was somebody. She was a, a professional photographer, but she did something.
1: She did. Remember. I don't remember, remember either, either but I'd have to check.
0: Uh, well, go back and listen to it. You guys will yeah. know.
1: <laughs> So he does that whole deal, and he gets back in the car, and we're off, and he drives right past the Blairstown Diner, where we we ate at a couple times. Yes. And then, boom, we're off into the woods, and we meet two new characters. Mm -hmm. We meet Dylan, played by Joe Winchell, and Katie, played by Dina Najah. Okay. I'm not sure how to say that. N-A-J-A. And this dude, right away... He goes on this whole spiel about the history of Friday the 13th and Jason Voorhees. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's just me. I get like a Seth Rogen vibe from this guy. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Right away. I get that. It's like an East Coast, (laughs) Jersey version of like Seth Rogen is what Mm -hmm. I'm picking up. I don't know if they're going for that. It's just the way this guy naturally is. Yeah. But I definitely got that from him right away. And I'm not saying it's a positive or a negative. It's just 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 something I picked up. Right on. And then... They're walking through the whole deal and someone's creeping in the woods spying on them. Mm-hmm. Oh no. And
0: this is where you assume it's Jason for the first Jason, the first sight of Jason in the movie.
1: Well, we're not getting to that just yes. yet. Something else happens mm-hmm. before that. We actually go back to Robbie. And that, and, and this is going to become a theme. We go back and forth between that couple and Robbie multiple times. Mm-hmm. It's It cuts back and forth real quick sometimes. And he's just in his car right here at this point and he's looking at a map looking at directions and it's just it's almost like a nothing scene really but but it's not he pulls up and makes the right right there and it's just so subtle it's in the corner you see a sign that says dead end on it and i re- i really like that yeah and that's something most people watching the first time probably wouldn't even
0: notice right and I think uh, Bob, Bobby tried to put little things like that yeah. a couple times in the movie. And one of them I'm going to talk about.
1: And I prefer—I I actually prefer subtle things like that more than like even Easter eggs or fan service things like yeah. like, like Leslie Vernon. Right. Some of that's cool, but again, I thought they overdid it in that film a little. But just little <laughs> things like Dead End, little subliminal messages like right. that—I really appreciate that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. That actually is kind of John Carpenter-ish in a way. There you go. And we go back to Dylan and Katie and they're strolling through the woods. Just typical slasher film talk. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Just strolling through. Uh, and orange cats are the best pets, by the way. Yes. Not three of them, though. No. One's enough.
0: One's enough. We got <laughs> we got one here.
1: Then all of a sudden, we get a jump scare. And it's not Jason, but it's Maddie.
0: But, but I love this. And I, and I, Bobby did, did this on purpose to make you think that Jason's here already. And not only that But he's fucking lame Yeah
1: it's part you know? 3
0: And it's just like not, not, I mean, not even just the part 3 Cause he looked good I mean it, looked, it was a good Part 3 costume But yeah, just Nice cosplay. Just the whole Movement of it yeah. And everything You're like Oh this is a shitty Fucking B movie Of a fan movie And this guy's gonna suck And god I'm gonna have to sit Through this fucking thing Cause I said I would And then you immediately Find out that That is not the case And life is good And <laughs> we move on So we get But I loved him I loved yeah. him Fucking on our head With that
1: Yeah so it's it's Maddie, played by Sean Jordan. Mm-hmm. And Maddie is Katie's brother. And pretty much as soon as they meet up, they split up. Mm-hmm. Like, they have their little two minutes of just whatever. Not even two minutes, like a minute of filler talk. And he just goes off to piss on his own. Because he drank three bottles of water. Oh, I East love Coast the water. Accent. The yeah, water. Yeah, Philly's even worse. Water. <laughs> water. Shout out to you, Sean Siffle, again. Water. So. Then after that, we cut to the water and Jason emerges, and it's kind of like a part seven kind of look going
0: on. Yeah, that, well, he's got the rotted look of uh, you know because he's been in the lake forever, and when he do, when when he comes out of the water, though, what I love when he snaps the chain that was around his neck.
1: Almost, almost like freeing himself. Freeing himself symbolically, yes, or something.
0: yes, and that's kind I of like it. the dead end deal. Yeah, I get you it. Know, just a little little something hidden in there, you know, just to make you think a little bit. And that, Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. Who knows? But that's what I did, got from it. It's like, Jason, now he's free from the, the lake. Maybe this is the first time he's resurrected again for a long time. Who knows where he was before this. But, yeah, I really like that. And I love the Part 7 look. Obviously, they don't have the budget to make it look like it was not. in 7.
1: We'll get to you that know. later, too.
0: But, uh, yeah, so seven, uh, we, we discussed that on our Part 7 review. And it's uh, th- the best look of Jason. And, yeah, so I I kind of kind of dug it. Kind of dug it.
1: And Jason was played by James Taffarelli, by
0: the way. J- James Taffarelli, he was a big dude. I couldn't really tell on screen. I mean,
1: like, why? Oh, yeah, I couldn't really. Mm-hmm. That's one thing, like, juxtaposed to the other characters even, I couldn't really get a read on his size, mm-hmm. but that doesn't really matter too much. Yeah. So Maddie goes to take a piss, and he parks his machete in a tree stump and drops his mask on the ground. All of a sudden, he gets got real quick it, <laughs> next net from behind and yes. honestly if you're gonna get killed in a slasher film that's how I'd want to go cause you don't even know what's coming and boom you're just dead Just dead. It's no over. pain no suffering you're just gone uh, nothing special to it just is mm-hmm. what it is it's I don't know I, I kind of like out of nowhere kills though like that even if they're not over the top even that spectacular creative or anything yeah it, it's cool for what it was so then Jason picks up the mask and caresses it for whatever reason I really didn't like that
0: I did well I think that was in you know, a just to kind of make you think, like that—that's where he's gonna get the mask in the movie, and he's gonna—you know—that's where the hawk's gonna come in, come in, and just to kind of just show the people watching. Here's the hawk. He has the hawk, but then he sets it back down.
1: I I get that, but why caress it like that? That's like a very humanistic like thing to do. Well, he's it, not human. No,
0: no, but he he is attached to the mask. It's very it's very familiar to him, but. but, but first chance he could get got to get another one when he came out of the lake he did
1: but then he and discarded so, it as quickly as he held it though
0: no I'm talking about yeah I mean, that was, what was yeah. that was a little weird I, I don't know just all, but I mean, him, cool stuff him picking be,
1: it up and just holding it I think is cool but just the caress though it's like something does to do a picture of like a dead loved one or something but wouldn't wouldn't, you know? um,
0: wouldn't a big seven foot freaking very um, underdeveloped human like you know that would be like a cat or something just familiar with him, something he really cared about you know like you know he's not the smartest guy in the world
1: I don't know I, I g- guess but like, I
0: could see I could see it
1: wasn't yeah. a wasn't a fan of that movie. yeah just it's it's only like a little five second thing but I just, th- <laughs> I just thought it was out of character that's right like, you know just like Kane you know saying it was out of character to like kick a dog or something yeah he said he wouldn't do uh, it right if Jason wouldn't do that he wouldn't caress a fucking mask <laughs> <laughs> but
0: I think that's why he would because he sees the dog and cares that the dog and I don't know I don't
1: know I just uh, and we'll yeah we'll talk about the remake in, in depth eventually but there's things like that kind of sentimental shit in that that piss me off too <laughs> so maybe I was just thinking of that but yeah just I just don't want him to have any sentiment towards anyone but his mother Right. Because that makes sense. Yeah. That's in character, obviously. But beyond that, eh. So anyway, moving forward. Right. He then proceeds to grab the machete, and then he starts dragging Maddie's body, and then we see that he leaves the mask behind, because huh? we see it on the ground as he's walking away.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And a music cue cuts, and we go in, back to Robbie driving again, and, and this song is the one I actually want to talk about. Okay. This song is called Passing Notes in Class By a band called The Champagne Charade Nice I really like this tune It was yeah. catchy as fuck Yeah, I,
0: I remember this the...
1: Yeah, I, I admit I actually downloaded it later There you go <laughs> and See, see that, that, that's the whole idea Get yeah. your friend's music in your movie So shout out to The Champagne Charade I really dug your tune I'll check out more of it
0: Right on As will
1: I Yep, so we cut to Robbie driving He stops and gets out And then proceeds to start moseying Through the Woods you know, and then more f- familiar music cues appear as we catch back up with Dylan and Katie, and they arrive at some campgrounds. Mm-hmm. And they, they look are pretty yeah, close to. It the the was pretty things. cool looking, man. I like the the setting; is nice in this mm-hmm. movie for sure.
0: Yeah, wherever you found the, this camp, this camp, the this undisclosed location, undisclosed yeah, location. Yeah, yeah, I don't blame them. <laughs> don't ask for permission. Ask Just for forgiveness. forgiveness. That's right. Yeah,
1: yeah, and. uh if he discloses this location and we get bombarded probably with... Oh, that too. ...stupid people out <laughs> that, there.
0: and the, the, the owners might not be happy yeah, about that Yeah, doing
1: too. their stupid fucking TikTok bullshit. Yeah. So, yeah, pass on that. <laughs> and they're, you know, strolling through this area and they're being watched again. You kind of see like the vantage point of somebody yeah. creeping on through the woods and it's clearly not the brother this time. He's done Ben got got Yeah. We cut back to Robbie, and he's walking along a fence line, and I really want to talk about this scene. All right. And he's just walking along a fence, and there's really... It it feels like there's not much to this, but there is. And he finds a hole in said fence, and there's a sign pointing out that he's on the Crystal Lake Trail. I really like this scene, though. The shot of him walking along the fence, the natural lighting just made this just look awesome to me. I really like that. I don't know if it was intentional or just a happy accident but this just the shot is probably my favorite shot in this movie and it's it doesn't really do much for the story walking along the fence he just you know finds the hole and then the sign I guess puts him in the right direction but just the look of this shot I thought was fantastic I don't know if you really remember that part or not yeah no just yeah just the light creeping it, through the mm-hmm. trees and they, oh, oh this, yeah I, it I mean it looks so good
0: and that's why I said that I'm just amazed that this is the only movie this guy's ever directed <laughs> so far so far yes yeah, so I, I yeah. have a
1: feeling this won't be the only one. I hope not so we cut back to Dylan and Katie once again, and it's just kind of a whatever. And this is where he finds the gross lunchbox.
0: Yeah. And, and I was watching this at work on my phone, and you you know your iPhone you you can't really see a whole lot, of, no. you know. So and I'm like, I, I knew there was something to a lunchbox, but I couldn't tell what it was. And I and he texted Bobby. He texted me right back. I was like, I don't know what the fuck's in this thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it was just a rotted animal. Yeah. yeah. Like, you
1: could tell it was something, but you yeah, like not exactly. Yeah, like a rodent
0: or something that got in there. But it was like, i got to figure this out. Because it isn't what you still heard it is. <laughs>
1: it's, uh, the lunchbox is in a lot better shape than what was in it, that's for yeah, sure. Like, There's no thermos in there, unfortunately. Yeah. It <laughs> really really affects the value. And that's pretty much all that happens in that little thing. then mm-hmm. we cut back to Robbie, and he's looking out towards the lake. Mm-hmm. It's clearly not the actual... Crystal Lake and Camp Nobibosco, Bosco, no. which we also visited last year. Yes, we did. On Friday the 13th. No, that was the 12th. Was we it won yeah, the 12th. We were on the 12th. That's right. And then we see a jogger run past him, and his phone rings, and he ignores the call from his mom. Mm-hmm. And then we cut back to Dylan and Katie once again. You know, mm-hmm. again, it, it jumps back and forth between these three characters, this single character in this duo. Yeah. It, I think it's like five or six times it cuts yeah. back between them. And then we actually get a jump scare with the wood pile falling yeah. behind Dylan. And they're like, ah, oh, they're both all scared. Uh, then they go outside. No cat, though. No cat. No, cat. no cat. Well, they talked about cats. but we Oh, didn't. they talked about cats. Yeah, so cool. still, we still got a cat connection. We didn't see a kitty hoe. <laughs> um, every horror movie needs a cat jump scare. Yeah, Yeah. It's a great thing both of the two Fridays we reviewed depth. so far both we gonna so we we're gonna, and we're and gonna keep an eye on this as we go forward and they're not the only two that do um, <laughs> they don't all have one <laughs> and I don't know which one we're gonna do next we don't even know that's a yeah, while away don't. so cause we did two so fast because <laughs> of the circumstances so it might be a while cause we have other things um, so yeah, they go outside after the jump scare, and then Jason actually finally emerges, and we see him, and he's wearing a sack, like, from part two.
0: Which, po- I popped so big when I seen that. I was
1: like, ah, the sack is back!
0: Because, uh, Steve Dash is my favorite Jason. Yeah. I, I, lo- I love Steve Dash. And The thing that fucked up me, though, was his eye hole on the wrong side. It was. And I was like, what the fuck? But then he explained it, because this movie takes place, a- you know, after everything. Way after so, if you know anything, like, um, I don't remember which movie it happens, but, it, oh, in 4, his eyes is just destroyed. When the,
1: the yeah. shot from the... So, night it's night
0: just night. gone. So, eventually, his bad eye becomes his good eye. Mm. Who knows if that was their intention, but... So, in the later movies, his opposite eye is actually his good eye, so when he's wearing the sack, it's so he could see out of his now good eye, because his, his good eye from the past is just destroyed.
1: That's true. That kind of makes sense. Because once he Some gets the li- machete pff, to the side of the head from yeah. young Corey Feldman, yes. in the final chapter, yeah. Because otherwise, it he'd does be blind right through there. Yeah, yeah. That <laughs> he'd true. be Totally blind. Then in six too, when he emerges, he doesn't have an eye in his left eye. It's just not there. Right. Yeah. That's so he's true. using
0: the the the, the, the formerly bad eye yeah. as his good eye,
1: the Mongol eye, you know, <laughs> the one that's all ugh, all pointed up. So anyway, once he reveals himself, is like the part seven body and the part two like mask. Mm -hmm. kind of mashup going on Katie gets got via machete right through her back all the way through her body Um, and then Jason I like this part sticks the business end of it in the wall while she's still sort of like dying she's Mm -hmm. still kind of alive but you know she's gonna die Yeah. and she's just stuck to this wall like uh, bleeding out
0: that was kind of cool yeah that's was cool Uh,
1: but that's nowhere near as cool as what we're about to see in just a moment Dylan decides to rush Jason and punches him like he's trying to be fucking Julius from Part A. <laughs> it didn't work out good for Julius. And no, he had better hands. No, it worked. Yeah, <laughs> Julius had a lot faster, stronger hands. And it doesn't work out good for old Dylan either. No. Uh, he then gets put in a chokehold and pinned against the brick wall on the other side from where his girl is bleeding out. hmm And he tries everything to fight back against Jason and eventually he pulls one of old J-man's ribs out. <laughs> and i feel like he's going to try to attack him with his own rib but before he can do that well you jason, can take over, it from there. J-
0: jason overpowers him yep. it takes the, the rib and the rib eye the rib eye the, kill <laughs> and puts it right I, I love the effect on this so the yep. makeup was great i asked him about that you know the makeup the artist um maybe that's who the girl was taking the
1: pictures she may have been a makeup artist maybe because
0: yeah. she had something to do with something later yeah i hope i'm not fucking that up but but nevertheless this kill was easily, in my opinion, the best kill in this movie. Oh, yeah. Easily the best kill I've ever seen in a fan film. Yes. And in my opinion, top five all-time amazing, great, super idea, like, so creative. You always see the same shit over and over and over again. So when you, when you talk about the great kills, it's something that's either been done for the first time or just been done, like, so much better than everything else, and that's what this is. Nobody's ever thought of it. Don't know why, but it was amazing, and I loved it. It was my favorite part of the whole movie.
1: Um, It may have been my favorite part of the whole movie, too, <laughs> now that I think of it. And it's it's yeah, it's kind of a breath of fresh air, because the last few movies we've done in depth, the kills were one of the things I didn't like. Right. There, there other was than the Postal Digger and Leslie Vernon was yeah. dope, <laughs> but all the other kills in that movie sucked. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, most of you didn't even see
1: uh, there's a couple. I think you actually
0: seen everybody die in this movie, There's right? two,
1: yeah, because yeah, there's really only the three kills, and we get them all. Uh, the two, there's two amazing kills in part five, and the rest to me are meh. And then part seven, like the no blood, yeah, there's just no gore. <laughs> I mean, the no blood, which is why the sleeping bag kill was so cool in that one because you don't need blood for that. Yeah, game, you know, so that that's another benefit to that one. So anyway, yeah, he, you know, the whole deal, and I actually like that they cut away from the moment of impact, I do, Mm -hmm. on the rib through the aisle, because, because that would have had to get, it would
0: have been real hard to do, it would have been hard to
1: do, not only that, to actually
0: show it, penetrate the eye, you know,
1: that'd be really That would have made some people queasy, though, too, Mm -hmm. because a lot, I don't have this, but a lot of people have, like, phobias with eye stuff. yeah. You know, no, um, I
0: get that. I don't have that usually with that, but I was watching X the other day, and there's a scene where there's a board with a nail poking up uh, on it, and, and you just notice motherfucker is about to step on it. But when he did, I was like, oh, God! So I can imagine
1: people have the same kind of thing when I think. The same thing happened. Um,
0: it's like to, you just there and you stepped on it anyway, you dumb
1: fuck. Same thing happened to uh, Daniel Stern in Home Alone. Oh, yeah? Yeah. In Home Alone. And that ties into last week with Leslie Vernon there you go. Because of Angela <laughs> Goethl So it's like a six degrees to get Not, Not even a horror movie and he stepped on a board with a nail in it <laughs> Fucking Macaulay Culkin, you little shit So anyway <laughs> But yeah, that was such a creative kill It was super, super fucking cool
0: And so well executed, like I said and The, the makeup was just there, it was really good Good Whoever that is Has a, has a future in this Special effects
1: game so we cut back to Robbie and he receives a call from someone named Jimmy, but it's not really Jimmy, it's his mom faking him out it's Yeah. From Jimmy's phone.
0: Because <laughs> she knew he wasn't going to answer her her calling. So, you know, m- moms, are, moms are relentless like that sometimes.
1: So after he has this brief conversation, kind of awkward with her, he hangs up and just turns his phone off and says, fuck it. Mm-hmm. And no sooner than that, he hears, he hears a branch break. He turns around and trips over a branch. Just under his own feet yep and as soon as he comes to and stands up there's Jason right there and the chase is on yeah so we got a final boy yep in this one uh which it's it kind of feels like that was the way it was going to be from the beginning. oh yeah and of course and yeah it's 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 an okay chase it's not amazing it's not bad it's just there mm-hmm you know it didn't really do much for me but it didn't take away from anything. Right, Uh, can't say I'm really a fan when Jason swings and misses at him at the tree (laughs) because the kid's just sitting there; he's not even moving, and Jason swings the machete and misses him. Right, can't say I'm a fan of that. Okay, because why would Jason miss a non-moving target? Yeah, (laughs) it was a fucking stormtrooper. (laughs) <laughs> oh! Man. I had that
0: line for a different movie where you like, oh, uh, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, I know yeah, what that's bring from. bringing up another day.
1: Another <laughs> day, No, no, it's, a, hour. it's
0: something that hasn't happened yet. It's in the future. That's okay. <laughs> we're we're, we're, we're uh, Marty McFly in it. Ah, I you.
1: Gotcha. <laughs> so just as Robbie gets to this clearing and he thinks he's safe, all of a sudden, boom, Jason catches back up with him. And just as he's about to get got, boom, we hear gunshots, and Jason, yeah. Jason's fucking arm falls off. Which I thought looked pretty cool. And then we pan up from this gun, and we see, or I find out later, don't really know at the time, it's Megan Jarvis. Yes. Played by Catherine Mary Stewart, and, who we know. And If, I, if I'm not mistaken, you didn't find that out till the credits, yes? That it's Megan Jarvis?
0: Yeah, the, the, all the characters' names and stuff, like, I don't think we...
1: Well, when he said Aunt Megan... Oh yeah, and then I we forgot. I kind put two are. and two okay. together, and then yeah, it was confirmed later. Yeah. Um,
0: and this was this was my only problem with the movie.
1: I got a problem with this part coming up too, but you, you go know, first.
0: So my only problem with the movie was when these girls come out yeah. of the woodwork, and I really have no reason to know who they are or exactly. why they're there. Yep. But it was, and with the concept of the movie, it's kind of hard to, you know, tell you all of that already. So I mean, it was you know, but. It, a small 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 thing I guess you know but um his next movie is going to be called Loose Ends Uh so (laughs) I imagine we're going to get a lot of that in this so yeah all of
1: a sudden we're bombarded by like a dozen or so women on the screen yeah, and they all have like distinctive looks and like weapons and I don't know and there's the modeling girl from Blairstown Like she's there too, the girl that was not the one with the camera, but the one that was modeling. The one she was shooting. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know. She shows up with the little two blade deals or whatever. Yeah, she stood out to me, but it's just like, who Mm -hmm. the fuck are these chicks, right? (laughs) It's like, um, and they all show up, you know, to get him and to use, like, again, a pro wrestling term, because you know we're trying to. It's like he hot shotted the ending. Yes. Uh, You see what I'm saying? Yes. Um, (laughs) Didn't quite kill the town. Really hot shot at it
0: Well without them Robbie was fucking toast
1: And then Yeah oh of course And then just like that The camera pans up And Jason seemingly Gets got by this Random group of women And that's The movie Well The first ending Yes and Then we hear a closing Closing narration by our The greatest final girl ever Amy Steele
0: That's like uh, Your opinion man yeah, I know <laughs>
1: It's most people's opinion. That's it's Bob Heckman's. A, it's Indian Two, and he made yeah, the fucking like, movie, so I'm right. <laughs> no, it's, it's
0: it's a it's a consensus for the most part. So that I can't, I can't deny deny it. it's not my favorite, but it's most people's favorite. So, so therefore,
1: the favorite. So the credits begin to roll, but then they stop because the phone gets picked back up from the ground.
0: And here's the problem I had: cause I like talking to Bobby, uh-huh. and he goes, "Stick around for the post-credit scene." Uh-huh. There's two. I didn't realize it. I thought this was the post-credit scene. No. So as I'm walking, watching it work again, watching it again, you know, my, my phone's still playing. I'm taking care of a customer, and then I hear something. I'm like, "Oh shit!" And then I run back over to my phone.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it's it's the voice of Kimberly Beck. So it's obviously mm. Trish Jarvis, right? Who is now like I still don't really get the familial lineage of this kid Robbie and everyone is is. That his mother? That's his mother. Okay.
0: Or is it his aunt? I can't remember.
1: But Well, Aunt Megan was Aunt Megan. Yeah. But Trish was his mother. Yeah, Trish, I think Trish was his how mom. are Megan oh yeah, Megan would be the aunt because she's with obviously Tommy, who's Oh, could be Tommy's wife, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it could well, be. Well Megan. T- yeah. Megan and Tommy. Like part six.
0: Oh oh, okay. I didn't realize that. I just uh, thought so, it was coincidence so, that he had to some, name. Somehow
1: right. I'm pretty sure Jennifer Cook was not a <laughs> especially All
0: right, I gotta I got run that run that by Bob yeah, especially, Bob especially for Bob is Megan Jarvis <laughs> Megan what, what's her last name in six Garris is Megan Jarvis Megan
1: Garris it I has to be otherwise why call her Megan
0: he could have named, named his daughter after her I guess but I mean he could, you know what I mean because this girl but then so he'd much, be so, so much
1: older if that was like the daughter do- eh, I don't know. who knows no. All right, we need, we need
0: some clarification on this, yeah, Bobby. We're, we're going to get in contact, and we're going to update this next week yeah, after after
1: I talk to Bobby. The last few minutes of this thing just really kind of turned into a jumble and like a word salad right. kind of deal. <laughs> and that's, it's just, I really enjoyed it. And then up to this part, and it just kind of goes off the rails a little bit because it's just like, again, who the fuck are all these girls coming in? And you know me. Well, I'm again, not, that was my only problem yeah. with it. and yeah. Well let's, fin- let's finish up So All right. well, Kimberly Beck Does her thing You know Like voicemail deal Then the real credits roll Yeah And then we get the actual Post post credit thing With Dr. Ramiro again With mm-hmm. the joke about The flamethrower Yeah <laughs> and, that, and that's the real end
0: And she was talking to Who was she talking to
1: I think She Me- was talking I- to his aunt Megan I think
0: yeah, she sure. was talking to his aunt. Yeah. So that definitely was his mom on the phone, and then this was his aunt. Yeah, but um, why is his aunt Megan Jarvis? We got to figure that out. We're gonna we're we're gonna get that. We're gonna update you guys on that next week. I'm assuming. Our, I'm assuming,
1: I'm assuming. He is Trish's son. That's what I'm assuming. No, he is Trish's son. Yes. Yeah, of
0: course. He's Trish's son. The 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 mystery is Megan. And Megan and how Megan's
1: a Jarvis. Megan married Tommy when I'm that grateful. makes sense your, your yeah, theory makes sense and we'll, why fi- she we'll would find out Megan yeah you're right because Tommy would naturally be his uncle because it's right. Trish's brother yeah
0: so we'll get cl- we'll get clarification on okay, that okay if and it's
1: if it's anything but that if that's not it then I'd hate the ending completely because <laughs> it's just a fucking confusing thing at that point <laughs> yeah you're right it has to be it has, it to, has to be, be Megan Garrett. yeah
0: because they didn't have any other siblings. No. And, and mom's dead. Oh, she yeah. couldn't have had another kid later.
1: <laughs> oh, she was already at that menopausal coming on age anyway. Yeah. And final chapter. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I'm not going to do five things that I liked and didn't like because it was a short Such film. Such a short movie. I'm going to do three. Three's good. So the th- my three favorite things uh, about this... Uh, number three and I'm just doing this off the top of my head I already know what number
0: one is so. Yeah, number one is <laughs> <laughs> so we'll do two and three yeah <laughs> number three
1: it, and it's it, it's that shot of him walking around along the fence okay. I just really like that
0: I'm gonna go back and pay, pay better attention to that it just
1: looked it, be- it looked beautiful I mean and that's such a weird thing to use in a like a horror slasher thing there was a movie. lot of beauty just, in this movie it was a beautiful shot he would, you know
0: and that's why I was so surprised when he said he didn't go to film school
1: Oh yeah. Okay, like, this is Self-talk. just something you pick yeah. up on your own? I Self- mean, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't study music. At right, there lot you lot go. Some world class musicians I've played with mm-hmm. and played, you know, not necessarily in bands with some of the guys I have played in bands with, I, right. guess I just oh, yeah. toured with or played shows with, they weren't didn't go to any mm-hmm. higher education for music and they're mm-hmm. world class my number two favorite thing mm-hmm. about this was all the shots of Blairstown right me I love Blairstown so me too. much and I yeah we really we really
0: appreciated that there was a, a a love letter to the fans you know and you're showing the city yeah and anybody that's been there is going to recognize all that stuff people that have seen the movies are going to recognize it and yeah I, re- I really liked it
1: yeah and then number one is, is the rip kill yeah for sure
0: yeah yeah, yeah I'm going to go with the same <laughs> same, same thing
1: the three things I didn't like about this. Number three. Well, oh, except
0: for my three would be different. My my number three would be Jason's chain breaking. It really dug That it. was cool. I, I like really that. dug yeah. it. That that'd be my my third best thing. Well, but the rest, I agree with you.
1: Number three thing. Three things I didn't like about it. They'll probably be the same. Number three would be the fart joke.
0: Yeah, it, it, it didn't. Yeah, it didn't I
1: like I like dark humor, and like. Intelligent humor in horror movies. I don't like like gross out toilet humor. Yeah. I, I'm just not a fan. And it just, what did it really do? Yeah. It just made him, you know, we already knew he was a jokester. Yeah. Already. And it, okay. just, it just didn't do anything. I mean, yeah, why well, develop a character? He's going to go die in two minutes anyway. Right. But it just, eh, for what it just felt flat to me. Uh, number two thing I didn't like is the look of Jason. I did
0: not like it. Yeah, not like it. No. Nah. I, I I I liked it cuz again I love the Part 7 look. I liked the the, the sack. It, if they could have did better with the with the the actual makeup of the suit, but again, they didn't have the budget that Part 7 had. Um I think, they, I think they did pretty well. I hope I hope they for the next movie, I hope maybe they could find a way to get some more money and maybe maybe do it better. You know, but uh and I I will be contributing to this uh Indiegogo when it comes out. Uh, Likewise. Yeah, so we're going to do our part to, to yeah. raise the budget.
1: And the number one thing I didn't like about this was the last, like, three, four minutes. It right. Just, it was just a little confusing. It was very confusing. Very
0: confusing. Like, in, you know, not knowing who these girls were and why they were there. Exactly.
1: And, and I mean, for two guys like us that know this series as well as we do, right. for us to be confused on what's going on, well, a I, casual I, viewer my, of this we have no didn't, fucking clue. I pick we're up Megan
0: Garrison or Megan Jarvis. I, I, I picked that up. But it's still, <laughs> I mean,.
1: It wasn't like thrown in your face, which I like, but it was still a little confusing because there's so many other characters just popping up. Yeah, that you couldn't just focus. Even but though, th- but
0: in the new movie, in the new movie, he's gonna again, he's calling it loose ends, so it's gonna tie all bunch of that stuff together. He it, wants to it, do a trilogy. It, it, yeah, it, it needs does. it
1: needs to be tied up because that was. Those ends were left very loose in those last few minutes.
0: And, and, and I, I mean, I don't know nothing about making movies, but if he does this other movie, maybe he can mix it with this movie, and make it like a one long extended cut. Mm-hmm. With the, this only being forty minutes and the other one, you know, sp- speculatively maybe being about the same length, yeah. you might get a good hour and a half of you know a whole complete movie. But um, yeah, again, uh, one of the better fan films I've seen. Uh, not the best fan film I've ever seen, but no
1: it's, not, it's not the best one i've ever seen but it's up it's, there. it's closer it's a lot closer to the best than the worst
0: oh yeah, for sure and um and again, for this director's debut for Bobby Heckman, I think he did fantastic and i am really looking forward to seeing his work and other other projects great what's that great um now, see, I'm gonna grade this a little different. I'm not gonna grade it like I would a film mm-hmm. that you know it's in the theaters, million dollars of budgets, You know, this is a few thousand dollars that they had or whatever. Um, so I'm gonna grade it as a fan film. And anytime we do review fan films in the future, I'm gonna separate them from studio films. Okay. And as a fan film, I'm gonna go B B plus. I really am. Okay. And, and the thing keeping it from an A is the end. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's the only thing really hold me back. The actors, I, I don't think you know. He had a couple of his friends that had been in movies, like uh, See,
1: Mrs. Whitlow or whatever. I have a tiny peeve okay. about that, okay. but it's mostly the, the, the teenagers, well, not teenagers—they're clearly older, yeah—but <laughs> that's fine. So are we? It's just a regional thing, and I'm used to it. Sometimes I didn't care for their accents because they're from that region, <laughs> but <laughs> that's where it's from. I get it, but what other movie did they talk like? Yeah, okay None of them
0: Because they had people from California Exactly
1: (laughs) (laughs) But no, that's just a tiny peeve It doesn't take away from anything I would have just preferred I I like accents in in films like this where you want to make it feel like it could be anywhere I like them not to have any regional accents Right, okay You want it to be like oh, this could be in the woods, you know Yeah, it makes sense Right down the street Kind of thing. That's just my. Thing. But yeah, so
0: but like I was saying, for, for the actors, you know, aside from the few of his friends that had been in films before, mm-hmm. um, they they did a very good job for not having a lot of experience. And if he didn't go to film school, I'm gonna go out on a limb and limb him say that they didn't go to acting school. Oh
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> but I think everybody did real well.
1: Yeah. I, I really liked
0: it. I really really liked it. Like again, B plus is my grade. Yep. I recommend all of you guys watch it. You you won't be disappointed. You you won't feel like you wasted your forty minutes. Absolutely
1: for sure. not. And uh, I I give it a B. Yeah, I'm I'm just a little under you. Not mm-hmm. too much. Um and check out the champagne charade.
0: Yeah, there you I go. Re- I
1: really like that. I want to check out more of their tunes. So I might do that tonight actually.
0: Okay. So that's a, that's it for this one. We're we're going to wrap this up cuz I'm about to run out of space on this little um, segment anyway.
1: <laughs> hey, we talked longer about this movie than the fucking runtime.
0: <laughs> we did. We did.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, check out the movie
0: on YouTube. He's up to, like, 20,000 views. Let's let's, let's get uh, at least our 20-something people that listen to this shit every week to go check it out. We, we can give them 20 more. And, <laughs> so tell a friend to tell a friend to go watch this movie, Victim No More, on on YouTube. Um, Bobby Heckman, uh, check out his page, Victim No More, on Facebook. Add yourself to that. Look forward to seeing part two. And, again, when that um, Indiegogo comes out, we will definitely be contributing. And everybody have a great day.
1: And Bob Heckman, rest in peace Michael Myers, and there goes the neighborhood.